Welcome back to the Granite Spirits podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lynn. Today we're going to be focusing on the second chapter of The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin, which is called The Law of Prosperity. So if you missed the first chapter, go back and listen to that one first before you listen to this one. Um, this will be a 10-part series. It's the second part. Um, I'm going to do one chapter a day or a week or whatever, an episode. And so today we're going to start with the law of prosperity. So if you're interested in learning more about this um, spiritual law, stay tuned. So can I just start by saying how amazing Florence Govelshin is? Like she's honestly so cool. Like every single like first sentence that she begins with well I mean not in chapter two but um they're all just like pure genius and I just love the way that the book is written she has um like she has like this like universal law or this like universal or spiritual tidbit and then she gives an example of like a real real life example um example but um but yeah, I just think that it's just so cool the way that this book is written because it's like you're getting the theory and the practice and all bundled up together. And I feel like the reason why she does that is because some of these things are so far-fetched in our egocentric minds that we need that example. Like, oh, if it worked for him, maybe it'll work for me too. Um, so I felt myself like pushing, like resisting some of these um, spiritual laws so yeah so let's just like jump in um the first like i said the first sentence is just pure genius it says um it's on page um, 15 so the sentence goes one of the greatest messages let's start that over one of the greatest messages given to the race through the scripture is that god is man's supply and that man can release through his spoken word all that belongs to him by divine right like wow it's basically like this actually happened this morning as I was driving to work there was this um dog um that was crossing the street and he had a he had a a collar on but he like basically he ran away from home and I was just I did like a little prayer for him and like so did like a little protection spell for him um, that he would find his home um, that he wasn't wandering the street and then instantly like the second that I did that my ego kicked in and was like like why are you giving why are you giving your power away like you don't know that dog um like what if we don't have enough power to like help out like some like a loved one or something and then it's like it's so cool because like it all happened so instantly and that just like goes to show like how time isn't a thing like it all just happens instantly like right now I'm like talking about it taking like a minute or so but it happens so instantly so I just think that's just so cool something like tidbit side note to talk about but um anyway so but the second that that thought came into my head another thought a calming thought and this is how I know it was like the holy spirit talked um or yeah spoke and um and the Holy Spirit was like, you have, you have an infinite amount of power. So there is nothing wrong with giving a little bit to that dog 
to help that dog find its his family because you could literally do that every single day and you're still going to have enough for your loved ones because we are infinite beings and we live in a world of abundance and it's only our egocentric minds that make it seem like we live in a scarcity um, universe and so that's what I that's why I love this first quote is because she um, talks about how God is man's supply so God supplies every single one of us with an infinite amount of power we just have to speak it into existence like we have that power like God gave us power and it's all through spoken word and then later on the same page in page 15 she talks about how um we we know now that words and thoughts are a tremendous vibratory force ever moldering ever molding she spelled it with like the british way so it was hard ever molding man's body and affairs so what i find to be interesting is that this book was written in 1924 so basically a hundred years ago so what honestly exactly 100 years ago because just because it was published in 24 doesn't mean that she didn't write it she could have written in 21 you know but anyway the point is um that she says now she says that word now we know now who like i feel like this is like such like a brand new idea to me that our words have these vibrations that actually affect our bodies and affairs as it says in the book but she says like now Like, something happened, and then, like, from last week, when the whole clairvoyant thing, that in the 1850s is when, like, all of these, like, there was, like, an up, like, a a rise, I guess, kind of like how it's happening now, a spiritual awakening, mass awakening, um, in the 1850s, and so, and if this was written in the early 20s, so less than 100 years, so maybe something happened, where we knew that and then now they're trying to cover it up or something and now we're just trying to starting to discover it again I mean am I wrong did you know that (laughs) um but yeah because like now like this is like what I focus on now knowing this because I didn't grow up knowing this that our words and thoughts are a tremendous vibratory force ever molding man's body and affairs so I just think that is just like so cool um so yeah so basically what we're saying here or she's saying here that i'm interpreting as what we're saying here is that um that god that we have an infinite amount of power and we have this power and so all we have to do is just align our thoughts and our hearts and then like the possibilities are limitless um yeah so moving um, right along so now for page 16 so she goes into this like, little like story about how a woman needed three thousand dollars she was being sued she needed this money and then um, she needed it by the 15th and then um shin was like oh yeah like you'll have you'll have the money like don't worry about it like you're straight chilling well the 15th comes no money so she's like freaking out and she's like no like you have to act so the quote is on page 16 you must act as if you 
had already received. So you have to like go out and buy that expensive, have that expensive lunch. That's what they do in the book. Um, or like go out and buy whatever you need to do. Um, and you just have to act as if you've already received it. And then it's going to happen because you put, you're sending it out into the universe. Like I already know, I'm already affirming that I have this. I have it in the bag. I'm not even worrying about it. I'm just so confident that I'm going to get that, that I can go out and spend a lot of money on my lunch, you know? And I think I might have talked about this at the beginning of some other episode, but I just want to, it's like so perfect right now with this, that that's like what happened like with the house that we're um, building right now, that we had to, we went to the design studio and I picked out like all of like our countertops, cabinets, everything, all like the little details, you know? And I was holding off on sending the check for all of that because it was a, a, a lot of money and I didn't and then the thing is that once you send it in like there are no refunds so if you lose the house you lose that money too and so at this point we're out a couple like I'm just gonna say it like, like twenty thousand dollars and yeah so we were like really scared about sending that money in and then when I read this, the first time when I read this, it's like my third time reading this one chapter. When I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do it today. And then the day that I submitted it was the day that the loan was approved unconditionally. So it was like, what? Um, like, I just needed to like have that, like that act of faith how I'm seeing it. it's like the act of faith and then doing it she has another story where there are no apartments in New York City for this lady but um like there's like an apartment shortage so everyone's like absolutely not you're never gonna get this like come sleep with me come sleep with me not like in a dirty way but like come you know anyway um she's like no I'm getting this apartment I've said it I've I'm I'm getting it like it's a hundred percent like in the bag not having to worry about it I'm getting this apartment and so by getting by so then she what she, she does as like the act of faith she goes out and buys um blankets she doesn't have anywhere to store them she puts them in her car like whatever um and then the next week she has her apartment and where she where she could put her blankets now so i just think it's so cool the way that the universe works like that um and then like yeah so going along right with that so on page 17 um, if one asks for success and prepares for failure, he will get the situation he has prepared for. And so it's not enough to just ask, you know? So it's like, yes, our words are very powerful, but it cancels out if you're preparing. So again, like we need to have like that act of faith that if um, if you're preparing on how to say, oh, I don't have the money, or no, I'm not getting this, or, I'm not getting that. If you're preparing for that, then you're, yeah, you're not going to get it. Because it's also, like, words are super powerful, but, like, I want to say your actions speak louder than words. Um, and so, like, yeah, the universe picks up on that. Um, all right, and so the next one is... Um, page 17, man must prepare for the thing he asked for when there isn't the slightest sign of it in sight. So even if you think there's no chance that you can get this, um, Loki kind of like the house. I really didn't think we could afford building a house. Um, 
and but we both just really wanted a house we were done living in the apartment like we're still done living in that apartment but um there was yeah no no sign in sight and uh, but we got it you know it's just I think it's like all just about like how it's like your thoughts your thoughts are powerful as well and so if you want something bad enough it's gonna happen and it's so cool because actually I took that from um Halloween Town um when Sophie she like really wants that um, a cookie and it starts like floating and it's coming to her I feel like that's like how things are for us like the vibes they just like come to us um because we really want them and yeah and so that's so why I think like with God like if you really desire something it's it's gonna happen um God will listen to you and answer you answer your prayers and everything um all right so the next one so this one was about um about the woman with the apartment and so this is what she said so i just wanted to share it with you she said infinite spirit open the way for the right path um but she said like an actual um book I put path as in so you could put it, but she said, infinite spirit opened the right way for the, opened the way for the right apartment. Um, so yeah, so I just put path so that you could put it whatever, whatever you need, just open the way for what I, what I need, um, what I desire and it'll happen. You just have to like a hundred percent believe it. Um, and actually this thought just popped into my head so I'm gonna share it I feel like that's like why it's so quote-unquote hard to become a celebrity because if you think about it there are hundreds of celebrities I wish I had I wonder if I could just look it up um how many how many Instagram Instagram accounts are verified because technically if your account is verified that means that you're a celebrity right so let's see this is wild there are 300 million users with verified accounts what there's no way Okay, so that so maybe that wasn't maybe that wasn't a accurate source. That was from pcmag.com. Um, but this one this is an in-depth research Instagram verification and this is by hypeauditor.com. Again, I don't know if it's um credible, but it says only 3.26% of Instagram accounts are verified. We have checked a sample of 6.5 million Instagram accounts that have over a thousand followers. Only 3.26% of them have a verification mark. Well, that was a small sample size, I feel like. Well, I don't even know how many users are. How many 
Instagram, how many users, how many Instagram accounts are there, yeah, oh, oh, okay, 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 these are verified accounts, as in they're, like, not bots, so that's a 300 million, oh, okay, that makes more sense, so of those, so if they took a sample of six, Sorry, I'm just like doing quick math here. So 300 divided by 6.5. So if they took a sample, so if three, I guess it could just be generalized. So it's still kind of a lot, I would say. So I'm into the exact, what is 3.26% of 300 mil, million. So it's still in the million, so about 10 million. It's 9,780,000 users are verified. So it's still a lot. So, okay, so the whole point that I'm saying is that, like, we feel like it's so hard to become a celebrity. It's, like, the whole point of the story. So, it's, like, that it's so hard to become a celebrity, but honestly, if you want it bad enough, you can become a celebrity. And I feel like that's, like, what's going on with the rise of TikTok, you know? Um, Because now TikTokers are getting um, TV and movie deals. Um and so I I think that's super cool but I think that if you wanted enough it could happen like look at Lily Singh too she started on YouTube and now she has her own late night show you know um so it's just a matter of wanting it bad enough and I feel like like for me like I feel like at one point in my life I did want to become an actress but for me there were other things that interested me more um and so I feel like that's why I never really pursued it. Because I feel like if I did pursue it, then I, I, would, be, I would be an actress. Um, it's all about just, like, what you want. So, like, your desires, I feel like the reason why you have the desires that you have is because that is what is divinely right for you. And so sitting, um, sitting here, like, I feel like being here right now is divinely right for me. Where my life is at at this exact moment, like I couldn't ask for better. And so I feel like that's how it is for everybody. And if it's not, then you just have to ask for it. And then there you go. So just interesting. Um, but this is also what I meant at the beginning. I was like, it sounds too good to be true, but you just have to believe it and it will be true. Interesting. All right, so this is the next one. Um, so this is on page... Oh, so page 19. Man always receives what he sees himself receiving. So that's exactly what I was just talking about. Um, and it's just so interesting, too, because this is what we learned from the alchemist. Um, and then I did that episode on visualization and how I need to focus on visualizing myself to be able to receive what I want to receive. 
Um, and so just like an update with that, because I said in that episode how, I think I might have talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again, um, how I like could not just picture myself, like my body, I could picture my face, but I could not picture my body when I would think of myself. But now I can because I've been practicing, but now I can. And so now I feel like I honestly, all, yeah, like by doing that, by being able to visualize like how I want my body to be, like I don't really know if it's necessarily like making it change or anything or if just because like I am like exercising more and, and like eating healthier, but like I feel like I am starting to get like my perfect body that I'm envisioning. So I feel like it all just like kind of like plays into together. It's like all these different layers and I just like feel more confident in who I am. Or maybe that's it too. Maybe I'm not even like losing weight. Maybe it's just like my confidence has gotten, um, has grown. And so it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter to me anymore. I don't know. But the point is, is that you just like really need to focus on visualizing. This is now the second book out of, um, the ones that I've read that have talked about this. So it's definitely powerful. And I definitely believe it, not just because it's in the book. I just believe it in general. Um, all right, so now the next one, page 20. You can control any situation if you first control yourself. So I really like this quote because um, it goes to show how you really can, um, how powerful you are. So if you um, can, if you're so powerful that you can work on just yourself and you can control yourself and make yourself better then what's to stop you from changing the world around you you know what I'm saying so I really like that situation and with that one she's directly talking about from the book about this um, man who needed a loan and he wanted to go to um, the bank but when he went the first time he like completely like freaked out like spazzed out and so they didn't give him the loan and she's like no go try again calm yourself and then you'll be able to calm the situation and you'll get the money that you need um and so then he's like absolutely like this is not true like um the banks are closed on saturday like i'm not gonna make it i'm coming from out of town blah 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 well she's like just try it and so then he goes and he tries it um and he's like 15 minutes um he gets there 15 minutes before they close so he's like oh my gosh this is not gonna work but he's like no like this has to work I have no other options like this has to work so he like fully believed it that it was gonna work and then sure enough he got his loan and then he was a happy clam so um it just goes to show how you really just need to control yourself before you can control the situation because the god within us um, within one person communicates with a god in another person and that's how everything works out um and so that I've really been thinking about that a lot lately too and how um like how what we're emitting like our vibes really impact others vibes and those vibes are like the holy spirit communicating with each other and so I just think that's so cool um and that's like how this one makes sense (laughs) going back to this that if my vibes are good, if I'm if I'm good, then my vibes will go out and like be able to control, quote unquote, control a situation because technically we don't really control anything. Um, our job is just to be able to surrender to um, the Holy Spirit. Um, but you get you get me. All right, so now on page twenty, 
Um, it says, God doesn't need any time and is never too late. With him, all things are possible. And it just, like, goes back to everything I've been talking about. Just that, like, time isn't real. It's a human construct. Um, so I think it's just so cool, like, how the God in me communicates with the God in you. Um, and everything just, like, comes out so perfectly because there is no such thing as time. So maybe the God in me is talking to the God in you five years ago for you to do something now that is going to align with me or maybe it's like doing something in the future that is going to align with me later um so I just think that's so cool that like time God doesn't need time um God is never too late because God has everything already planned out and then that's what um I love this quote from Jenny Aiko she says um I think it's in 10,000 hours with Nas um she says you're always planning never manifesting and like they say there's like a quote that says like god laughs when um when you tell him your plans or how do how do you make god laugh by telling him your plans um because you have to just manifest it and just know that by and it'll come at the right time for you because it's it's all divine and so it's already perfect. So you don't have to worry about it. And I feel like that's something that I've really been like struggling with that I've talked about numerous times is my anxiety. Like even today, today I, I've i had such a good day. Like um, my hair is, it came out perfect. I toned it this morning. Um, and I was really worried because I was scared it was going to get too dark. But it's like perfect. So my hair is perfect. I got my nails done yesterday. I'm going to New York tonight. Um, I had a student reach out to me that I had four years ago and um, basically just like thanking me for inspiring them and I'm just like what like this is crazy and so like I was ha- I've been this today has been a great day but then there's always like that cloud or like that like thought in my head that it's like things are going too good like it's I'm freaking out like something bad has to happen and again going back to that Casey Musgrave song like happy and sad at the same time it's like you're too scared to be happy because you feel like it has to like there's like this like some like karmic debt situation thing and I I just have to like learn that that's not the case that I just have to like be happy that today's a great day and not necessarily means that something bad is gonna happen it could just mean that today's happy because all the other days have just been like mediocre and now there's like this one like elevated thing and I feel like that's the point of life you know the point of life is to oh there's a lot of points of life but one of the points of life is to be happy so like why not like why do I freak out at the first sign of happiness um so that is something that I've um needed to to work on um and so I just like really love that like with the infinite spirit all things are possible that it says here um that everything can be possible just by believing and having faith and like I love how Shin wrote um in the first chapter how she talked about how um how I just completely lost my train of thought um oh if you don't have the fear and I mean if you don't have the faith faith in God then you have the faith in fear and you just have to have faith in the good and so I feel like that's really been helping me with my 
um, anxiety. But, but yeah, I feel like just like by working through all of this. Um, earlier this week, so I'm going kind of on a tangent, but earlier this week, I, um, during meditation, I had this like sit down talk with like the 16 year old me. And I had no idea that I had like suffered so much trauma because like honestly, I just had like a normal 16 year old experience. But I just didn't understand all of the pressure that I was under at that time because I saw everyone else around me with more pressure. So I was like, oh, like I'm in the I'm the clear. But that's what's interesting about trauma is like you can't compare with anybody else. Like with trauma, like you don't know what's really gonna affect you, what's really hurting you, because you're constantly comparing yourself with other people. Again, talking about me from my sixteen year old self. So it was like really interesting to be able to like uncover that and to really heal from from that trauma um and don't know how I started talking about (laughs) this but um the point is that I've always had this anxiety um and so I feel like I'm just like really thankful that I now have like the tools to be able to to heal myself um and yeah, and then also, I just, I wanted to just like briefly talk about this too, um, how Shin talks about how you, um, if you just believe that everything's going to work out, it will, and that was literally me in college, because I was like a complete broke college student, like I would eat like those 50 cent tacos from Jack in the Box to not starve, um, and by but the thing is that even though I did have like those like tribulations like still everything worked out okay you know like even though like a week before rent was due I would be freaking out like how am I gonna get this money it always worked out I always had enough money for rent and then even if I didn't have enough money to eat the parents of the kids I tutored would always offer me food and so just everything always worked out. And it was just because I always believed that everything would work out. And I don't know where that came from. Could have been from a past life that I had learned it or something. I don't know. But I just always had this belief that everything was going to work out. And so I feel that like people in my life sometimes get mad at me because everything they're like oh your life's so easy everything works out and I feel like and I used to feel ashamed about that like oh like is like does that maybe that's where it came from I'm having this revelation right now like that's why because they made me feel this shame that everything always worked out just because I had a faith and so then it made me feel scared, it gave me like anxiety that like, oh, is there things not supposed to be like this? Whoa. And that's why I always, I'm always scared that something bad is going to happen when things are going well. That's so interesting. See, I feel like everything comes down to shame. And I hate, I hate how humans shame each other. And I'm not, like, dissing, like, the people in my life who who said that to me because they're just, um, they're just, um, products of their environment. But, like, why do we even have an environment that is toxic like that? I think that that's, like, my goal in life. 
if I could find a way to get rid of shame, like, I just want people to come to me and be like, this is why I'm ashamed. And then I would tell them, this is why you don't need to be ashamed. Like, we do this exercise. Oh, man, I can't remember the episode now. But it was when I talked about um, the book Daring Greatly, I believe it's called. Um, by Brene Brown and so it's on the website somewhere <laughs> that I had like the list of that of the things that people are ashamed of when she did her study and I you I told you to like go through it and read each one and say and come up with your own reason why they shouldn't be ashamed and then you do it to your own life and then you realize I have nothing to be ashamed of absolutely nothing there's nothing that any of us have done that that you should feel ashamed for you know because I feel like everything that we've ever done has like the consequences of it have everything said everything works out in the end so anything like there's no reason to have regrets there's no reason to feel ashamed the only things that I do regret are things that I didn't do I've never regretted something that I did do I've only regretted things that I didn't do like I wish that I would have done it kind of a thing so um so yeah so that's my goal in life I guess is to have people tell me what they're ashamed of and then me telling them that there's no reason to be ashamed because I feel like shame like just brings down people's self-esteem and their confidence and the beauty that's within them and we shouldn't live like that we should always live to be proud of ourselves and like I said only like today because I'm I like how do I put this like I have always like slouched in my life and I didn't understand why my mom would always yell at me like stand up straight and then I feel like I did it like out of spite and I was like oh you're telling me to do this I'm gonna do the exact opposite but so like now as an adult obviously I don't want to slouch anymore Um, and so I always have to remind myself, like, okay, stand up straight, stand up straight. And then today I was like, hey, stand up straight. I don't know, just like constant thing that I just always tell myself. And I already was. And I was like, what? Like, I am growing. And so just like small things like that just like really made me happy. Um, so sorry, that was like a really long, oh, I said, see, I'm already doing it. I told myself that I wasn't going to say sorry anymore for my tangents because I feel that everything that I just said is is good and I'm saying it for a reason so um and I'm hoping I'm sending this out to a person who needs to hear it um now see my mind just like starts going in different tangents so I don't know if you know but Justin Bieber came out with a new album and no it's not justice I mean yes that is a new album but he came with another one and it's a gospel album it's called freedom and it's it's an ep actually so um there's a few tracks but they're all so amazing and in one of them i can't remember which one it is now but in one of them he literally does a prayer does a pray for the listener he prays for the listener and i just i don't know just like my heart just like lit up because I could, like, feel it. I could, like, feel... Like, it was just, like, out of, like, such good intentions. Like, 
I don't know how else to describe it. I just thought it was so beautiful the way that that he he said it. And so now uh, we're going to go back into the book. And so this is the last one. So now for the last quote of this chapter, page 21, uh, it says, A keen observer of life said, No man can fail if some one person sees him successful. And when I first read that, I'm like, there's no way. You know, like, just because I feel like you have to believe it yourself in order to be successful. So how is... Joe Schmo's belief in me that I'm going to be successful, I'm going to make me successful, you know? So I, this is like what I was saying, like there's so many in this chapter, it's probably why I've reread it so many times, but this one was the one that like really got me. I'm like, how is that possible? But then I thought about it and I think that if someone truly believes that you're going to be successful and they keep giving you that encouragement, I feel like some of their, again, like the, the God in them communicating the God in you, um, I, I do really do believe that by having that, that faith, that someone having that faith in you will actually like end up giving you the faith that you need. So like I said, like the God in them is giving the God in you like extra spirit extra faith for you to be able to believe in yourself um it's super interesting because this is kind of like how trees work so when you have deciduous trees and like i'm gonna butcher this coniferous trees i'm like checking it out but i'm spelling it and i don't have internet okay two different kinds of trees the trees that stay green always and the trees that lose their their um leaves um, so these two different kinds of trees, and they share carbon. So when one tree needs it um, more, so like when the, the trees, the one that loses their, their leaves, they'll give their extra carbon to the evergreens. But when the evergreens, when the other ones need to, they're growing their, in the spring now, and they're growing their leaves back, they'll share um, and they'll send it over through their roots, through the soil. So isn't that so spectacular? Because, like, trees are... Like, I'm obsessed with trees, and I have no reason for being obsessed with them. But I just am. I think everything about a tree is just so cool. And how they grow. They grow from a seed, and they turn into these, like, amazing giants. And I just think that's so incredible. Uh, this just reminds me, in the book, she talks about... Um, like the promised land and how it was like talking um the page where like everything that you see um is yours um what was it man always receives what he sees himself receiving page 19 um so she talks about she I like how she was connected, connected to the bible um but in the bible how um they were told that the promised land that it'll be the, all the land that you can see and that then some people were scared to go into some of the land they could see because they were giants and they saw themselves as grasshoppers. And I feel like if the giants told the grasshoppers that they were big, they would believe it. And actually this came into, just came into my head 
um, with Wizards of Waverly Place with Hugh, Hugh Normus. Um, it's this, like, average-sized dude, and he literally thinks that he's a giant. And so his parents, like, give him, like, these little, like, things. He's like, oh, look at me. I'm so big. Um, but it just, like, goes to show that it's all about, like, your perception and your mentality. Um, and so if someone else is believing in you, then you'll believe it, too. Um... So that's good. It's a good like peer effect that way, but you just want to make sure that you don't get it confused and go the opposite way that if someone doesn't believe in you, then you stop believing in yourself. Like that's where it can get dangerous. But um I now that I'm talking myself through, I'm like, hmm, this actually you're on to something, keen observer of life. <laughs> um that no man can fail. If some one person sees himself sees him successful. And so I think it's just a matter of, um, like with like the giants and the grasshoppers and everything, it's like, you need to know that you're good enough too, that you are as big as a giant as well. And, um, and then, yeah, just like the people that are there for you to support you and your time of need and everything. And so I'm going to read the part. So it's like how though she ends the chapter. Um, she says, Jesus Christ knew the truth of this when he said, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for, for them of my father, which is in heaven. One gets too close to his own affairs and becomes doubtful and fearful. So this is what I'm saying that, um, that like we like we have like this egocentric mind and so the doubt overcomes sometimes and that's like the fear of faith the the faith of fear which is what you don't want to do and that is why we need the friend or healer who sees clearly the success health or prosperity and never wavers because he is not close to the situation so he's always going to believe in you because he's not, he's not, he has like the bird's eye view. He's not up, up in there. And so that really does make a difference. So if that person keeps seeing you being successful, um, then you're going to start to believe it because you're like, Hey, I really trust this person and this person believes in me. So I'm not going to give up. Um, and yeah, so it is much easier to demonstrate for someone else than for oneself. So a person should not hesitate to ask for help if he feels himself wavering. And I feel like that's such a big thing that we need to all do is ask for help when we need it. And I feel like some of us are too proud to ask for help when we need it. She goes on to say, a keen observer of life once said, no man can fail if one person sees him successful. Such is the power of the vision, and many a great, great man has owed his success to a wife, a friend, or a friend, a wife or a sister or a friend who believed in him and held without wavering to the perfect pattern. That was a little tough for me to read, but you get the point. The point is that we are social creatures. God created us to be social, and 
that's just like how it works you know like that's why we have we are social creatures that's why because we need each other to succeed we shouldn't be like crabs in a bucket pushing each other down to try to get up we should all be working together like the trees and so that ends the chapter of the law of prosperity in the book the game of life and how to play it by florence goval shin and next week i'm either gonna do another claire or another chapter i don't really know yet but the next chapter is the power of the word so if that interests you then let me know and maybe i'll do that one um next week so i hope you have a wonderful week and see you next time bye